You're listening to From the Field, a podcast helping ministry leaders think differently, thrive personally, and lead thoughtfully. Welcome to From the Field. My name is Ryan Hughley. I'm lead pastor of Ridgeline Church in Salt Lake City, Utah, and the founder of Telio, a care and formation ministry for pastors. My name is Tyler Dravitz. I'm the executive pastor at Ridgeline, and I also lead a company called MyXP, where we provide logistical support to churches around the country. All right, so we're going to do some uh, some reflecting today Okay. on last week. Uh, in addition to that, so last week was our third anniversary. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow's my birthday. Yeah. The big four one, the nobody cares forty one. That's yeah. what I've been calling well, it. Well, your my house. forty really got botched. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't great. I'd like a redo, <clears throat> but I'm feeling a little bit more reflective than than normal. Okay, so for all that. So let's. Uh, I was thinking. Let's let's think about and talk about the uh, when you think about 2021 so far, the uh-huh. high and the low what some call the rose and the thorn. When you think about this year, what's been the best? Nope. Nope. That is my thorn right there. What just (laughs) happened? This is the low point of my year. (laughs) That's a pretty spectacular year. (laughs) Yeah, it's been, it's been all right. Mm -hmm. So the high point and the low point of the year so far, let me go first. Go for it. Yeah. I had just like 30 more seconds than you did to think of it. Okay. I would say on the low end, the month of January was for sure like so a few things had happened. One, I've never talked about this on here, and this is a pretty personal one, but mm. I got a letter from my biological dad mm. right right at the end of last year, mm-hmm. and um, that kind of I'm not supposed to really get any contact from him, and so that kind of threw me in emotionally to a tailspin. Mm-hmm. COVID was back in all of its fury, and we decided to cancel our Disney trip mm-hmm. in January. Remember that? I remember exactly where I was when I talked to you. I can't go back mm-hmm. to that parking lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so it was, that was just, I think that month was the low point of the year for me. That, mm. that, and, and I think through the totality of COVID that yeah. the, the first like two, three weeks of January is probably the worst that I felt okay. in a period of time. That's fair. I think the high for me would probably be, mm, it's probably a pretty significant, it's a tie between, um, we actually got to go on our Disney trip, mm-hmm. unexpectedly, kind of last minute, Yeah, at least last minute for us. We still yeah. had like two months to plan yeah. it, I yeah. think. And, uh, and it was a really fun trip mm-hmm. and it was hotter than, than Hades. So yep. that part was not, not ideal. Yeah. Um, but I, that was a big high point for sure. Just because it was such a, uh, I just think we were all so surprised. Like when, when we got there, we were just like, I can't believe we're here. We didn't yeah. think there was any way yep. we were going to get to do that this year. So that was pretty amazing. So that, and I think just Probably the last month of my own kind of personal renewal I feel like I'm experiencing would definitely be the high. So sure. those are probably the highs and the lows. Mm. What about you? Yeah, I might have to echo your low. I mean, the call I received was not in 2021, but it was in the last 12 months. 
Um, Did we make that call in December? Was it December? Yeah, it was like the end of November, beginning of December, yeah. Was it really? For some yeah. reason, I thought it was in early January. No, because I would have lost the points. Oh, we yeah. had like a cutoff date and all okay. of that. So, uh, yeah, so that was pretty hard. And mm-hmm. then enduring January, like January is not awesome. Period. I, is, there, is there a place in the world that January is just... Like setting it up and knocking it down. I feel like everybody likes like the first three or four days when they still have a resolution yeah. in their mind, and then they're back to their normal disappointment. But after even those fail. even when we go to Orlando in January, I mean, the weather is more our speed sometimes, and mm-hmm. we've also had like cold, drizzly rain the entire yeah, trip. So it just January is not great. However. Uh, we have created muscle memory and behavior to support that the way we make it through January is spend like 10 days at Disney World. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that we didn't, it just felt like the longest month of my life. It was awful. So that wasn't great. And as a result, um, I had already not had any time off for a really long period of time, but wasn't going to take it off just for kicks and giggles. And so uh, extended my no time off in over a year to mm-hmm. another six months until we did go. So, yeah, so it was just rough. Yeah, yeah not great. Not, not my great. favorite. Um, hi. What is my best high this year? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I hate to be... A copycat, but then when we got to go to Disney, that mm-hmm. I mean, that was a pretty big thing, and it was just, I mean, it was more than just like because we're, you know, fascinated with Disney things. Um, it was just a really nice respite from life, yeah, for a period of time. And there was like, there was a lot. There, there was a real, like, there was an extended season of time during COVID that. On multiple occasions, you really, I could tell, you thought there's a real possibility that Disney World's going to like fall off into the ocean Mm -hmm. or they're going to close it down. Sure. And we're, so I think also the reason it felt like a bigger deal was there was a, there was this like pretty long standing unspoken fear in the back of everyone's mind of like, oh man, is this over? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, for sure. So to be there was a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we did it, uh, you know, in a way, like we surprised your kids with the information, mm-hmm. and so that was news. That was there fun, was, yeah. yeah, there was just a lot of stuff there that I think that probably, yeah, that would probably be it. Cool. Yeah. All right, so we are uh, for the last few weeks we've been talking all about how we're trying to have this September reset at Ridgeline, um, which, if you haven't been listening, we're we're working to reset the rhythms and behaviors that have become normative for us in the past eighteen months, and so we're doing that in an effort to realign. Um, our entire church uh, around who we believe God's created us to be, which is a people position to experience Jesus in daily life. And so last week we talked about some of our efforts uh, that we were going to kick off last week for resetting the tone of Sunday morning. So that included everything from um, our setup through our service to tear down. Um, we had just started to notice some attitudes and behaviors that weren't really setting the spiritual, emotional, and relational tone that we were after. And so we talked about three things, uh, this pre-setup check-in that we were going to do. So before mm-hmm. we even unload the trailer, we kind of mm-hmm. huddle up, a <clears throat> little bit of encouragement, quick prayer together. Uh, we had music going, which I did. Here, here's my, before I 
go any further. So I built the first playlist, mm-hmm. right? So we hooked up a speaker. Yeah. We're going to rotate who who builds a playlist, yeah. and then yours is going to be YMCA and terrible. Oh, so I not. built this playlist. It's a great playlist. I did find myself, however, like I wasn't very discerning about like, I mean, I didn't have like any, any like inappropriate songs sure. that I put on there. But I did just feel like you just, I'm not used to building playlists that like 20 people are going to sit and listen to. Yeah. And people have varying levels of comfort. So there was just a handful of songs that I came on where I was like, this is, I don't, I don't, I don't know if this is getting the tone across that I'm shooting for. Either. Really? Yeah. Okay. So I skipped a couple Oh. and I just felt, I just felt very uncomfortable yeah. about it. But Interesting. I didn't know that. So uh, that's it because fun. it was buried in a million other things that were bothering me on Sunday ah, that we can talk yes. about. So we had the, the pre-setup kind of check-in, and then uh, we are working on being more um, – uh, we're working on worship posture during mm-hmm. the service, like specifically with our musicians and worship yeah. leaders. And so I met with them um, before the service just to talk a little bit about um, what it um, – that expression in worship is not about temperament, that it's about mm-hmm. obedience and what the Bible says and blah, blah, blah. So we covered all that stuff. And then uh, we also kicked off altars, these weekly stories from mm-hmm. people in our church of experiencing God in daily life. You did the first one, crushed it, mm. got to say, smacked it so far out of the park. It, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Had the right amount of humor. For people right at of, yeah. Ridgeline listening mm-hmm. that would not know this, you came off, you were coming off the stage and I said, uh, I said, good job. And you walked by and looked at me, winked, and said, it's a home run. <laughs> and then I th- walked back I to I thought I said, seat. nailed it. Was it nailed it? Yeah. Yeah. This little gleam in your eye like Santa Claus on Sunday morning and just went, nailed it, and walked away. And here's <laughs> Quite the pleased thing. with himself. Well, but here's the thing. That is about as unique as a unicorn sighting. It's true. And so... The f- especially given I was responsible for this lunch, we yeah. were handing out T-shirts. Anytime there's a week, you even asked me ahead of time, uh, like, am, am I good? You yeah. know, Are you and able the, to do yeah, this? Yeah, yes, because my mind is so filled with a million other things. And I replied and said, well, I know what I'm going to say. Now, how long it takes me <laughs> is still up for grabs. And it was and, perfect. Yeah, and so it worked out well. And so the fact that in the midst of so many variables racing through my mind, yeah. I was coherent in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. And nailed it. Yeah. Is is I was more I was both pleased with myself and just as surprised as anyone else in the room. Yeah. I didn't get too emotional, but I got emotional enough. It was just all yeah. well done. And because my mind was wildly distracted. There was no way any of that was planned. <laughs> right, right. So it did. That it, was the Lord. It did go. It did go really well. So we are gonna. I wrote down three things after we've talked this week. Yeah. Three reflections, just as we kind of look back uh, on the week as a whole. Yep. And uh, we're working to try to make these um, uh, honest, as we we care about that a lot. You know, not just like here's everything we did awesome, but. To you know, to be quite honest, for me, it really was not a good day. No, you know? and no. I came in with pretty high hopes. Now it's three year anniversary. Right. I was pumped about that, and it just it. Our t shirts were cool. The t shirts were cool. Yeah. Lunch was good. Yeah, <clears throat> food turned out great. Uh, just, but for me personally, it just didn't seem like an awesome day. So, so we're just going to reflect on these things. So I got three things I wrote down. Here's reflection number one: even the best laid plans can be disrupted. Mm. So the best laid plans of mice and men. 
That's right. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we are uh, on just like you said on the episode last week on Saturday. We sent out a text mm-hmm. to everyone who was going to be serving early on Sunday morning. That that was supposed to be for the seven twenty call time. Yep. So it's our band, our worship leaders, and our trailer people. Yep. Right. And production team. Yeah. Production team. So I yep. sent that text out, <clears throat> and uh, and I showed up. To the school, so call time seven twenty. I showed up there at seven mm-hmm. to just like Jericho march that sucker. Yeah, right. It's the anniversary. I'm fired up. Yeah, I'd been sensing some like spiritual warfare stuff a little bit yeah. more over yeah. the course of the week, and I just wanted to have a little bit more time. And there's no way I wanted to be late when I had just sent a text saying like, "Hey, we really need you to be there on time. We're trying to reset the tone." That's fair. Like, no matter what happens, I'm gonna be there. Yeah, if I, I could walk from my house in twenty minutes if I had to. Yep. So walk was walking around the campus and praying. I see the guy come, I'll un- unlock the doors, you know, mm-hmm. so right away I'm like, oh, yeah, this is going good. Yeah. Trailer shows up on time. People are starting to roll in. And then we had two people who were late. Mm-hmm. And I was pretty frustrated about that. Yeah. And, uh, and I was frustrated mainly because, like, we're trying to take this step to reset the tone mm-hmm. and, and took like the, I would argue the proper preparational steps on the front, like in theory, you shouldn't have to, to like send a reminder text to be there on time. Right. You yeah. should just, yeah. You, Cause you didn't change anything. You no. changed what would be happening at that time. Right. It wouldn't just, but be, we didn't change the call time. No, exactly. But, but the text really was like, Hey, we do like some yeah. of us just are tend to be more late, more yeah. frequently. So this is not a good Sunday for They're that. They're what I like time. to call ish people. Yeah, that's right. Seven twenty. You haven't met me. I don't believe in ish. No, there's no. I ish. believe in seven twenty zero zero. Yeah. Seven twenty zero zero. That's the zero. Those are the seconds. Those, those are seconds. Oh, yeah. Because okay. I don't believe in like seven twenty and thirty. Yeah. It's when we 720. say seven twenty. It's seven twenty zero zero. Is what my watch says. Yeah. So. So I was, I was frustrated about that. And I think that, um, I was also like, it was more, I think even probably disappointment than anything else because I was legitimately excited about this reset. Totally. And so for me, and this is like, well, this has been something that I've had to really learn to grow. And oftentimes, uh, because disappointment is more uncomfortable for me to feel and to steward, I mm-hmm. revert to frustration okay. and anger as kind of like a mask emotion of that. But the sure. truth is I was disappointed. Like yeah. I was pumped, you know, we yeah. had like, I, I was really feel like we were headed in the right direction. And then, mm-hmm. um, and then people were late and yeah. that threw me off. Didn't go great. And then, uh, unfortunately had a little bit of conflict on the other end of that because mm. of my frustration mm-hmm. um, as well, which we can talk a little bit more about in a second. But yeah, but it's real frustrating when you like, you've worked hard, like there's not very many things. Like one of the things that's part of our cultural canon is we never phone it in. Yep. So we, we try not to like throw things together. Sure. Most of our stuff is pretty planned. And sometimes no matter how well you plan it, it just doesn't go the way you want it to go. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think one of the things that's so important to always keep in mind as ministry leaders is even so um, I was responsible for the lunch and all of that. And so I had given all day Friday Mm -hmm. and all day, all day Saturday, Mm -hmm. um, thinking about planning for prepping, cooking, all of those kind of things. And so for me, it wasn't just beginning at that time. Exactly. And I think that what's challenging is for the average person and even people who serve, they're thinking about 
church on their way to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't hold the same place of priority or, uh, or importance. And so I think on one end, we can always work to disciple and coach people towards a better understanding of what does it mean to serve mm-hmm. and, and serve with excellence. And on the other end, it just is, it's those types of situations are such a great reminder that um, it's not something that like is a part of people's daily lives. Right. Yeah. 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 And it would be great if it was. Oh man. So and I feel great. like, and, and I, I agree with you. Like I think we can continue to always cast vision and yeah. disciple and all of that stuff. And I think it's a, it's always a pretty sobering reminder for pastors. And and some of it I actually think can be healthy for us, Yeah. but just like no one thinks about it nearly as much as we think they do. And certainly not as much as we do. Right. Absolutely. They just yeah. don't. Yeah. So <clears throat> yeah, I think and, that's and good. So I think that led to a lot of the like events that transpired as well. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, even the best laid plans can be disrupted. And mm-hmm. I think just, you know, plan well and prepare to flex, uh, is important. And I, I was not, I think I was, um, like, and I think what's uh, one good thing that comes out of that is I go into this Sunday again, planned and prepared and prayed up all that stuff. And I think with it more fresh on my mind, like I'm coming in a little more prepared for something to be wrong Mm -hmm. (laughs) or not great. And that, and last week I was just like, I just thought this is going to go kind of ABC. This is going to be perfect. And it didn't. I was caught off guard by that. And I don't do well caught off guard. Mm. Do you? Uh, no. I don't like being caught off guard. No. That's why I like to be in leadership so that <laughs> I get to decide the things. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. All right. Reflection number two. Uh, careful conflict is spiritual warfare. Careful conflict is spiritual warfare. Um, and so here's what has me thinking about that. So, um, I had some conversation with, uh, a couple of the people who were late, um, Mm -hmm. and they sensed my frustration and also really, um, took my frustration as being 100% squarely directed at them. And the truth is it was much more than just like this individual, like conflict frustration thing. Sure. But they, they really felt it that way. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> had to talk through that. And it didn't start great. You know, yeah. it did, st- as, as conflict conversations are prone to, it mm-hmm. started out, you know, more heated, more emotional. But we did work it through and get to a really good place, which, sure. was, which was important. That's good. But what, I, what it ha- had me thinking about after the fact was, um, so in, uh, remember Jesus said to his disciples, they will know you are my disciples by the way you love one another. Okay. Um, and so if unity is like supposed to be the primary marker of Christian relationship, then it would make sense to me that the primary way that the enemy would go to war on Christians is by trying to cause conflict and division in relationships between mm-hmm. them. Absolutely. And I just don't, I'm not sure how often we think about like relational issues as a spiritual warfare thing. Sure. You know, I think like, you know, there's, uh, I think we, you know, I grew up Pentecostal. You've been in some Pentecostal circles, mm-hmm. like when we were in high school and stuff. And we've both seen some like, just what, what spiritual warfare can look like in that environment. Totally. It, it tends to be much more like, I don't know, 
rebuking the devil, like yeah. binding and you Oogie know, boogie. Yeah, yeah, all this like spells and all that kind of stuff. And and I'm not saying that that some of those things are not an aspect of spiritual warfare for sure. sure. I just don't. I think that in addition to that, the much more like nitty gritty day to day spiritual warfare that yeah. we experience, I think, is much more about relational conflict stuff. Oh, totally. And I think is it a line from Usual Suspects or was it C.S. Lewis or it's the usual? Yeah. The, at the like, very end, we yeah. said the, the greatest, what is it? The greatest trick the devil, devil ever pulled was convincing the world that he didn't exist. Right. Something and like so that. then if it's just through relational conflict, which is sadly all too common, that more keeps him under wraps. Mm-hmm. If he manifests himself and like blows your house down like the big yeah. bad wolf, that's yeah. just a little less uh, covert. Yes. Yeah. I think that's that by, especially in obviously, you know, like we've both done some like short term mission trips and you, mm-hmm. you hear missionaries in, um, places where the gospel's in many ways still going for the first time or yeah. where there's, you know, a prevalence of witchcraft sure. and things like that. You hear about the, the, the prevalence of just the much more, what we typically conceive of as spiritual warfare. Sure. Um, and I just think, especially in like a Western culture that we're in, yeah. I just think that the, that spiritual warfare is far more subversive. And I actually think that that's a lot to your point is much more dangerous for us because we're prone not to recognize it as such. Totally. We just think like, Oh, we're just not getting along right now, or this is a political or an ideological issue. And it might be those things. And in addition to that, I think it can also be a spiritual warfare thing. And so I think just <clears throat> really being mindful of that and and being careful about the way that we steward conflict that mm-hmm. we have. Absolutely. That it is, in fact, uh, an issue of spiritual warfare. Anything else on that? Nope. Before I move us on? No, okay. I think that's good. All right, last one for me is uh, that we use dissonance to inspire new ideas. You asked me. This is this is great. You get to learn a new word today. Again. So much learning. Okay? Yeah, so much learning. Mm-hmm. I really started this podcast with you. You wanted to help to ministry helping, leaders. Yeah. I thought I'm I'm going to help Tyler learn some words. Help me my vocab. <laughs> my vocab. So dissonance can mean a couple of different things, but one of the uh, just from like a picture standpoint, uh, dissonance is a, also a musical term mm-hmm. when two notes that don't fit together together clash together. So if you ever hear like when the band's warming up on Sunday, if someone has their capo in the wrong place and you hear everybody starting at the mm-hmm. same time and it just makes you want to die, okay. that's dissonance. Sure. And we experience it internally too with like internal kind of conflict or frustration, negative emotion that feels uncomfortable. That's a form of like internal dissonance. Okay. And, um, and so I was, I felt a lot of that uh, on Sunday, particularly mm-hmm. in the form of like disappointment and frustration. And so, um, I had told you about that, and this week, on Tuesday, we got to spend the majority of the day kind of chatting through a lot of this stuff, and mm-hmm. I was even saying things to you like, you know, like, I'm not really looking for a solution to these things, because there is no solution. Just I was just, like, super in this place of despair. Yeah. Hope, not, not like, in, I wasn't like, you know, like, I'm done with ministry, and I'm done with life. Not yeah. that kind of thing, but when this particular what I was feeling in the problem that we were talking to. Sure. I just felt like this is hopeless. Yeah. And I think the big thing was it was the impact 
of the problem on you in particular. Right. That made That's, it impossible yeah, for me to see because a Because it's not an easily solved problem. No. You know, like, like just like we were talking about wanting, I think in a perfect world, all ministry leaders, all pastors want everyone who walks in to care a, as much about what's going on as they do. Yeah. And that is a long road paved with disappointment. And I think that that's, that's really yeah. what we were looking at was, and, and, and you feeling that way was right because like that scenario doesn't have a good solve mm -hmm. and that situation can't easily remedy itself. And so then what do you do other than just go eat worms? You know, yeah. I mean, like, right. like that's it. Yeah. And I think also, <clears throat> you know, another thing I, that I, that was helpful for me to, to look at it is, is like some of it just has to do with my own capacity, like at the moment for it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, totally. because the truth is this, you know, the particular thing that we were trying to figure out, like, so I was, I think I'd gone on like ranting about this for like two hours before <laughs> you just offered a pretty simple solution. And all of a sudden I was like, well, yeah, that, yeah, that sounds way better. Let's just for sure do that. And, uh, and, and so, but what's interesting is like in the, without going into all the details around this particular thing, yeah. um, it really is just about taking me out of yeah. the thing that was causing me for because there, what I, what I am partially right about is, and what you're saying is there isn't a change all of the, the situation. No. Um, so that it is the frustration point is gone. Yeah. And so because it is, there's a conflict between the circumstances right now that can't be changed and my capacity to like be focused and present in the midst of that. Yeah. The solution that you came up with was like, well, why don't you just step out of that? Yeah. Which was absolutely the right solution. But because to your point, it was so personal to me. I just like could not see that for the life of me. Totally. Yeah. And I think that it, it is a, a great example also of just leveraging different strengths. You and I are very different people. And I think that some of those things that are like in that scenario, especially on a Sunday morning are very frustrating for you mm -hmm. or very derailing those types of things. Um, they're things that I feel like have been a part of my life and something I've had to like work through and coach with ever since I was, I mean, in my teens and mm -hmm. you just, it's not that you accept it, but you just recognize that the never ending, uh, kind of battle with some of these just sort of regular behaviors in people, mm -hmm. they're just going to be here. Mm -hmm. And so addressing them, dealing with them, moving forward, this kind of thing is not, something that impacts me the same way it impacts you, mm -hmm. but also, uh, and it's not even that that's a fair thing to say as a universal truth. It is also, you've got a lot on your mind on Sunday mornings. Mm -hmm. I do the announcements that basically is a script that anyone who's been to our church three times could do verbatim mm -hmm. and you have to preach a whole mm -hmm. sermon. Mm -hmm. And so whether or not you have the mental capacity and the mental bandwidth mm -hmm. and I have a boss at Starbucks who used to always say, I just don't have the wherewithal for that. She yeah. used it all the time. You yeah. just don't have the wherewithal to be coaching and this uh, on all of these types of things. And so I do think like in that situation, it's better to look at. So like, who do we have that's, um, best skilled to address this situation. I think uh, in general, it's my responsibility to handle a lot of those types of things with most of the teams at our church. Mm -hmm. It's just always been, I'm not real musically gifted. 
Um, or yeah, I, I was in music, you but sing. I just, yeah, yeah, I don't understand band and yeah. arrangements or anything yeah. like that. Um, and so that's, we just always had sort of a division of workload mm -hmm. and I think we're going to reassess that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And it's been really good. And so I, one thing I was thinking of today when, uh, I knew we were going to talk about this <clears throat> that I do think is a, is a good reminder of like, if you're listening and maybe you're, you have some dissonance, so you're frustrated about something and like me earlier this week, you look at it and you're like, there's just no, there is no hope. Yeah. for this and the truth is it was like a sentence from you and then it was uh, all of a sudden it was like all that tension and stress and pressure was gone yep. and so the lesson for me is just because you don't see a solution doesn't mean there isn't one and I think that to to draw you know in a, in a, use wisdom but to draw other people into that yeah, absolutely. is good because especially if it is I think that's a really good point that I hadn't like what was so blinding to me was that it was my own it was like i'm a pretty effective problem solver at large yeah this one was just like entirely about me and i had a ton of personal emotion bound up in it totally and you just no one tends to think very clearly right in that situation yeah, for sure it doesn't matter who you are yeah it's always helpful to have some like external you know in input and insight yeah yeah so yeah, so that's kind of that was last week. So I mean, I think then in, you know we had we had a good anniversary. Yeah, and uh, we did have a good service, and we had a good lunch afterwards. And um, I mean, a pretty awesome lunch. Pretty before. awesome lunch. Yeah. yeah, Tyler made pulled pork, and it was very very good. And he's uh, pretty pleased with himself right now. You know, there, so many of those things have gone so wrong in oh, the past. That's I, that's not true. We, had, you have we had, had a chicken taco situation earlier this summer that I feel like yeah, that one was people not should great. have thrown away. But it, it wasn't just... even that it wasn't. I mean, the food wasn't bad. What really happened is we had this very sweet couple in our church had their very sweet Mexican mother who worked like in a like legit taco stand mm -hmm. for like her life. Yeah. And she came to, to dinner the night that we did quote unquote tacos that was the biggest thing that I felt like this is this is an embarrassment to the name taco. But it wasn't that like it wasn't like the chicken wasn't cooked. like because you make it sound like it was disgusting and no, it just was like it just didn't it wasn't it was not good yeah and <laughs> it, it did <laughs> it did not taste good in my mouth <laughs> I, like and here's the deal like I am I am. Uh, this is a podcast, so you maybe have never seen me. Let's just say it this way. I'm an eater of food. And so... You have a podcast body. Yeah, I have I a podcast that. body. That's right. A poo-shaped body. And um, oh I gosh. I feel like I appreciate... I remember Taco Day, and people were like, ooh, this is good. And I, at the end, sat down and had some tacos and thought it was terrible. Well, yeah. I snuck away and had some early pulled pork and salad and this, like, just the little smattering and i was like all right we're good <laughs> so I, I, yeah it was it was so many complicated things yeah that while you were <laughs> battling spiritual warfare <laughs> the lord was shining <laughs> I, like I, I he turned me into midas that day i don't know what the deal was gold 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 uh, but it worked out so i'm glad it was such a good day for you <laughs> yeah That's except awesome. for as i left and then i got the text from you that was like not I'm not coming back. Not great. You know how it ended? I didn't I well you did know this, but I don't know that I like really connected the dots for you. So the day so we get like all the lunch stuff, we get loaded out and you're taking it back to the MC to get yeah. it to get stuff cleaned up and I'm getting ready to go home. 
And uh, as before lunch, as I was walking over there, I had taken my car keys and I'd put them in Tammy, my wife's bag. Yeah. And I said, hey, my, I'm putting my keys in your bag. Don't leave with mm-hmm. them so that I can get home. Yeah. And even as I did, I'm like, I'm, I'm for sure she's going to leave. And yeah. I'm going to forget. I even like walked out with her to the car. It's not her fault. I yeah. At no point did I think. So <laughs> this whole day ends. Everybody's gone. It's just me sitting in the parking lot with a dirty crock pot waiting for Tammy to come come back and pick give me my keys so I could go home. So I'm just sitting there with this dirty crock pot that had been filled with baked beans going, this is the perfect end to this day for me. <laughs> so it was not my it was not my finest Sunday. But I mean the good thing is and I I do think like I think this way about you know if I ever feel like I have an off week preaching or whatever. The great thing about getting to do this every week is that there's always another Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'm super pumped about this week and yeah. feel like we've made some really good connect uh, corrections. Yep. And, uh, and I'm excited again to be headed back in. Yeah, and I think that that's another probably great little like uh, snippet for those listening is don't regardless of if it's your launch or your building opening or mm-hmm. your whatever, like there, there's another one. Mm-hmm. This isn't a one and done kind of event. And, uh, and some are going to be awesome and you're going to just crush it. Mm-hmm. And then others, you're going to yeah. feel like you don't want to come back. And there really, there, there is something too, like no one Sunday really matters all that much. No. It, it's no. like the sum of them all. Right. That really does matter. But to put all of the, and I don't care if it's Easter or Christmas Eve or whatever, like no one event, no one service really matters all that much. Sure, because you don't have the ability to impact the things that went wrong. Clearly, Mm -hmm. you tried to mitigate Mm -hmm. around them by sending the text message Mm -hmm. and all of that, and things still went wrong anyway. But you could have handled it very poorly, Mm -hmm. and that's what those people would remember. Yeah, that would have been bad. Um, And so I think that's the thing to keep in mind is that even when it doesn't go the way that you plan or doesn't go, you know, exactly as you hope, you still have an opportunity to either like blow it or to at least make the best of a bad situation. Mm -hmm. And I think that it sounds like that you did that, which is great. Um, And I think that uh, that's what we have to stay focused on. So, yeah. You know what? That's where we land the plane. I like it. That was good. I feel good about it. I, I, I just about made a plane landing noise. <laughs> and thank God the filter caught it because I don't even know what that would be. I was just going to go, vroom. <laughs> but no one would have understood what what happened. Uh, even so preschoolers listening right now are like, Phew, that's not what a plane sounds mm, that's like. That's not a plane, yeah. <laughs> Well, if this is your first time with us, thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you've enjoyed it, uh, we would love if you helped us uh, let others know about it. So you can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, leave a review, uh, maybe even share this episode with a friend. We'd love to connect with you on social media. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at at Ryan Hughley. That's H-U-G-U-L-E-Y. You can find me on the same platforms at at Tyler Dravitz. That's D-R-E-W-I-T-Z. I like that. Was, that was kind of like a, a radio DJ. You started to go, ITZ. Hey, yo. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Peace. Oh, I don't like that one. Mm-hmm, Let's retire either. peace. <laughs> well, it's the first time. It's no, it's not. Time. It's no, not. you've said it before. I don't think so. That's yucky.